Welcome to Couch Buddies. I'm Kia. And I'm Michelle. And we are wrapping up our Disney month. Um, instead of doing, because, you know, once a month we do an OTP, usually. Mm-hmm. Um, and instead of one of us picking, like, a Disney couple to talk about, we decided that we would just do another one of our, like, listicle episodes. Mm-hmm. And we are going to each give our five favorite Disney couples. I didn't ask this before we started. Is Pixar included? Oh, I assumed. Okay, so we're good. Um, Otherwise, I have to substitute one real quick. I'm like, because because I've because I've got a okay. I've I've got a I've got a, a Disney Pixar whatever. Yeah. Because basically, I left out because um, there there were a couple of people that like I know we have set like we're going yeah. to do them on their own. Yes. Um. And so I I left those aside, mm-hmm. and um, basically I was like, okay, not like no Cat Peggy, no Han Leia, yeah, <laughs> no, um, you know, none none of those, yeah, like because because we decided like we're sticking. I think the kind of the parameters were like like actual like Disney movies, Disney Channel shows, yeah. and like Disney Channel original movies was kind of kind the, of what we said, yeah. I did kind of cheat a little bit. That's but because it, it it's a weird kind of it's one of those weird umbrella things. But I it's the way that I looked at it was they have been a part of Disney for long enough now. Uh-huh. It's not like oh Disney acquired Marvel however many years you know okay. just like in the last ten years or so. No, they have been part of Disney for a while now. Okay, so um. So that that was my, but I was like, I don't think you're gonna mind. Okay. Um. So, <laughs> my I will tell you one of the people on my list. My husband said is a cheat, and I don't care. A cheap, not cheap. 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 Sorry. Okay. He said it was cheap, and I don't care. I'm intrigued now. It's okay. We'll get there. I kind of want to get Josh's opinion on why it's cheap. Oh, I, you'll know when you when I say it. You'll know why oh! it's, it's a cheap choice. Like, okay. He was like, really? Yeah. I and I will admit, I called in a ringer for mine <laughs> because I. You know, I had a couple of like the big ones. Yeah. And I was like, okay, well then I've got this other one. And it was just like I I was literally like looking at Disney Plus, like all of the movies, everything, <laughs> and was just like, Who who else? I'm like, I'm and the thing is, is like I feel like we kinda hamstringed ourselves a little bit because because for this month we have covered The Little Mermaid. Yes. Which Eric and Ariel would probably have been on my list. Eric yeah. and Ariel probably would have been on my list. Tiana and Naveen would have taken the top spot for me. Understandable. And so since we did an entire episode about them, I'm like, okay, that cuts like two couples from the list already. Aladdin and Jasmine, I never, like, they were great. I never particularly cared about them as much. I liked them because I watched the cartoon show. Yes. So I liked them from that. Um, But yeah, and, you know, Parent Trap, it yeah, that's no. the other one we covered. So, uh, like that one, eh, who cares? <laughs> um, <laughs> so yeah, I, but yeah, I at at a certain point, I was like, I am just drawing an absolute blank, and so I opened up Messenger, and just like Anne, <laughs> Anne, help me! <laughs> and so I was like, okay, here, like we've covered these people, so they're out. These are the people that I've got definite on my list. I'm like, now I need a couple of others. It was like, I'm not doing like, you know, just sort of like, off, like some of the big ones I left, um, like Mulan and Shang off of my list. I did too. I thought I wasn't sure. I, Cause I left them off because I've not seen the sequels. So it was like, I don't really know. 
The, the one sequel that I've seen, I think there's only one. I actually thought it was that I their couldn't remember if there was, was more okay. than one. Yeah. But yeah, I was like, I don't, so I don't really know anything yeah. about it. Because like literally it ends with him like coming to, to, to dinner. And so, and then I was like, Pocahontas and John Smith. Mm-mm. Nope. Just, <laughs> That's no. That's a big For note. so many reasons. Oh, yeah. No. Yeah. And, and then, you know, kind of, I, yeah, I was mainly thinking of like, the, you know, kind of like the Disney Renaissance area or, you know, era, era, yeah. because that's that's when we grew up. Yeah, and uh, and so I was like, I don't, I, like, I don't know the whole like anthropomorphic animal thing. I was like, eh, Simba and Nala, I'm not gonna get into that. Um, mm-hmm. and so yeah, it was it was a little harder for me, <laughs> and I was like trying to, come, and also the fact that I just haven't really watched Disney movies in a while. Yeah. And so some of these, I'm like, like I, I, I literally had to like rewatch a couple of movies last night to be able, yay, to like, oh, and I, I am, I, it's been a week, guys, and so I have been so tired, and there, I was going to watch a, like a third movie last night, and it was like nine o'clock, and I'm like. I, I don't have it in me, coach. Take me out. To, to just bench me. Take me out of the game. So, oh, so, I did, so one of these, I'm just going to kind of like have to BS my way through because I'm like, I just, they're great. And that's all I'm going to say. That's half about. of my degree. So, I mean. Yeah. I mean, that's. Well, so we're going to do our top yeah. five. We've said to limit ourselves to five. So I guess what's your first one then? My first one is, um. And I'll I'll go ahead and get get my like kind of semi cheat out of the way, and because I'm going to say Kermit and Miss Piggy. Nice. I left them off because <laughs> I was afraid that they'd be a cheat. Oh, so I left that, them off. Okay, that was the other thing is like because like Anne was throwing some out to me, and I'm like, no, Michelle will have that one definitely. Maybe maybe I went I went weird on these on purpose. I, like it's really gonna, you know, there's one that you guaranteed no because <laughs> i was gonna do this an otp episode and kind of change my mind so guaranteed you know that yeah. one but other than that i don't know what i don't know but yeah there there were there were some that i was like i, I think i think michelle <laughs> probably has like staked a claim on that one just because like i so i'm going to steer clear but i mean like more than like any other oh like more than any other otp on this list like I like I grew up with Kermit and Piggy more, mm-hmm. just because they were, you know, there, there's more, there, there's more um, media of them, like because yeah. you, you know, you've got you've got because there's the Muppet Show, and then you have like the Muppet movies, movies yeah. and and things like and. <laughs> When they broke up for the ABC show, oh I know, I was livid. Oh I, was I know, like, you Cause, do cause, not touch Kermit you, and Piggy. You and Josh and I all watched. We watched that show together. Which and, I oh, man, the show, yeah, yeah. Like we all watched that show yeah. together, and and I, you know, like Josh doesn't have as much like <laughs> no with with the Muppets as we do, and so oh yeah, it was a thing. And, they, they went on like Jimmy Kimmel and announced their <laughs> their breakup. Like it was yeah. a big thing. Oh yeah, I was so upset. But um, but yeah, other than. Like there, there's one couple, you know, on my list. It's that's from like the early kind of Disney Renaissance mm-hmm. era, but, uh, <laughs> but with with all of the other ones, you know, the the other ones on my list, the the couple, you know, the movies or whatever didn't come out until I was a teenager. 
Mm-hmm. And, you know, but like, you know, I've, I've, you know, I remember being, you know, like eight years old and like my parents taking me to see a Muppet Christmas Carol and just how much I loved like Kermit and Piggy in that, even though they weren't really being Kermit and Piggy there there's, and, but I recently rewatched, um, the first season of the Muppet show. Cause I was mm-hmm. able to borrow it from the library and I watched the first season and it's, and the, apparently like the whole like Kermit piggy relationship, it was just born out of this one sketch. And it was just kind of like a choice that Frank Oz made. <laughs> and cause the sketch is like Kermit is like, directing you know like the, this choir uh-huh. sing and he's saying you know something's like okay you know you guys do this blah 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 you guys over here and you know it's like you know and and piggy like you know you'll you'll get the solo or something like that and she just kind of you know very clearly like yes carry me or it's, it's something like that but it's it's that very coy kind of seductive tone that she's and it was literally just like a choice that frank <laughs> oz made in the moment and like That's from gorgeous th- i love from it. there like it is like it went mm-hmm. in so many directions, but yeah, you know, like they, the scene of the scene of them in the Muppet movie, when they first meet, I was thinking about that <laughs> as you were talking. I was like, I love that when, moment in the Muppet when, movie. When they like, Oh my gosh. When they first meet and then the, the, the dinner that they have yeah. and where Steve Martin is their waiter. Oh man. So and, good. But yeah, there are just like some iconic, like mm-hmm. current piggy moment and then like and then like in the great muppet caper like when she's you know pretending to be like some highfalutin you know society person yeah. and she's really not and that that whole gag i mean th- there is just so much comedy with them yeah. and like and and i've recently you know like, it, it's just something that, like i've realized like because you know a, a lot of couple you know I am a sucker for tragedy and we all know this. Like yeah. if you if you listen to the podcast, you know I am a sucker for tragedy. You like Russian literature. That's I, I like you Russian literature. To... Yeah, that that should tell you a lot. And so I, I like a sad bittersweet like very very sad bittersweet didn't and in fact I was throwing out some thick ideas to to somebody um on Tumblr and we were talking, it was like, okay, so I have this idea for a thing. It's like, it could go one or two ways. It's like, there's the happy ending, which we all know, like, doesn't actually happen, but he lets people think that that's what happened. It's like, or there's just the really sad one. And she was just like, oh my God, I like them both. And I'm like, <laughs> okay, God damn it. <laughs> like, it just, it's like, cause it's like, I, I don't do a happy ending, like, without somebody prodding me towards one. It's high. I prod. <laughs> I won't lie. I prod. <laughs> but, but in, you know, kind of in recent years, I have, I have taken, like, I've taken on just like an enjoyment of, of the couples that are, you know, like they're, that are funny together that mm-hmm. don't, uh, you know, like that don't like let, you know, let each other off the hook that are just like, mm-hmm. Oh, okay. We're going to, you and know. Pig, Kermit does call Piggy on problematic oh, yeah, stuff all absolutely. the time. Yeah. And it's just like, you, no, like you, you can't do that. And, but I don't like, and there's just something like badass about Piggy too that yes. I just love. Um, but yeah, it's, 
like there's just something about that because like most of my early childhood was dominated by the Jim Henson Studios with mm-hmm. the Storyteller and Fraggle Rock, you yeah. know, all of all of the Muppet movies, the Dark Crystal, all that kind of stuff. So like, like I don't remember like a time in my life where I was not aware of Kermit and Piggy. One of the first stuffed animals I remember owning is a Miss Piggy in like the the Santa the winter the kind winter of, like yeah. cloak yeah 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 that's one of the first like stuffed animals I remember having and I yeah I had that one too I love um, it but yeah so they like I, I don't have a ton to say about them they yeah. are to me they are just so iconic and and I I just can't get enough of them they are just so great like like I I will watch any Muppet thing and like you put sure. a Muppet in it I am there. And so, yeah, I, I will follow Piggy and Kermit to the ends of the earth. So anyway, what what do you have? I'm going to do the one my husband says was a, was a cheap shot answer. Mm. Um, Lay it on me. So my first one is Mickey and Minnie. Like, oh, straight up I, Mickey and Minnie. I thought about them. I really yeah. did. Well, and they, they are the Kermit and Miss Piggy of, of, of Disney. Disney. Yeah. Uh, they've been in their first cartoon was 1929. Yeah. I looked it up because I was curious. And in that cartoon, uh. Uh, Mickey kisses Minnie and then she jumps out of the plane. Mm-hmm. Like that's the um, Walt Disney in an interview in 1933 said in private life, they're married, but she's his leading lady. So they've been married <laughs> since at least 1933. So that right there makes them, they've been married for 87 years. Yeah. <laughs> like at least 87 years. Long ass time. But like, they are the iconic couple. Like, yeah. Like when they come out of the, like, being a little kid and watching like on TV when Disney would do things and yeah. Mickey and Minnie would come out and even just dressed up in the costumes. Mm-hmm. There's, I don't know what it is, but like, even as a kid, like I have pictures cause I've been, you see my messy house. Uh, <laughs> my parents are moving. So I have inherited, <laughs> they've brought all their pictures over and I've been scanning them. You, you've been volunteered to scan photos. As a, yeah. I, I, so I found a picture when I was like seven or eight, I dressed as Minnie for Halloween. When I was like three or four, I dressed as Mickey. Mm-hmm. Like they have been literally part yeah. of my life, my whole life. I've always loved Mickey and Minnie and their their relationship together. The show, the House of Mouse cartoon, mm-hmm. I watched it all the time. I was way too old to be watching it, and I watched it when it aired. I was way too old for it. We we all have those cartoons. And yeah. like, the, there's another one on the list that I was too old for too. But <laughs> but like, I just I don't know. Mickey and Minnie is just that that couple that. When, if they broke up, love is dead. Like there's no, there's no point <laughs> to continuing. Like if 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 the new the new CEO ever breaks them up, we have a problem. Mm-hmm. We have to go take that CEO out back and and handle it. But <laughs> the only thing I could come up with. But yeah, they they're just. I mean, they're Mickey and Minnie. Do I have to yeah. explain anymore? No, you you really don't. They're so and like like you were talking about with the Christmas Carol. I remember the Christmas Carol, yep. the Disney Christmas Carol, where they are married and have children, and mm-hmm. and it's just it's just so lovely, and they love each other so much. Yeah, and it's like because like whereas Kermit and Piggy have that like bantery fighty <laughs> dynamic, Piggy and or Mickey and Minnie just. Hard eyes every they, time they see each other. They are sweetness and light and goodness. They yeah. are the the uh, what is the oh man what's the story? I can't. There's there's like an actual like like actual story that um oh man I can't remember what it's called. The one where where the guy buys his wife a comb and she sells. Oh, the gift hair. of the magi. Thank you, the gift of the magi. The first time I heard that story, I ever saw that story was the animated Mickey and Minnie version, mm-hmm. and it like it hits even now. Like even mm-hmm. though <clears throat> excuse me, even though it's not quite the same thing. 
there is still like I love that telling of that story in mm-hmm. that movie and and yeah I just really love the way that they have consistently kept them as a healthy non-toxic couple yeah. throughout, <laughs> throughout 87 years <laughs> I mean they have to they've been together longer than that woman waited for Titanic so <laughs> to tell her story been 84 years but yeah so, so yeah that's my first couple and josh said they were a cheap shot because everyone knows mickey and minnie are the best i mean they i did think about putting them on my list but i ha- i was like i have no context for this other than like well fuck it's mickey and minnie of course yeah. so i'm i'm very glad you had them on your list um my my second one i'm gonna go for and and they this is the one that like I wanted to re I wanted to rewatch at least the first movie last night, but I just I didn't have it in me to mm-hmm. to watch anymore, and I've just been so busy with work, so, like like I should have been doing this like all week, and I <laughs> it, it's it's been a week, guys. <laughs> um, but I just didn't have it in me, so like I try you know in in typical English major fashion of you know the paper is due at eight a.m. tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Let's start at eleven thirty the night before. Done it. Yep. <laughs> Same. Um, I tr- I tried to cram like an entire week's worth of research into one evening, and um, so I didn't get around to rewatching this movie. But I still stand by the fact that I think Bob and Helen Parr, yes, Mister Incredible, Mister Incredible and Elastigirl, that I they are so fucking phenomenal they're also like one of the few like married couples that we have because because mm-hmm. in you know, in typical in typical fairy tale fashion you know you have the couple you know they meet they fall in love and then the story ends with the wedding yeah and you know and like this goes from you know like all the way back to shakespeare like that's that's how the yep. comedies end you know like the comedy ends with a feast and a wedding Mm-hmm. And and that's how most Disney stories go, is you know, and um, but theirs starts that way. Theirs starts with them getting it. with them getting married, and then you know, and then we see them, you know, they're as like they're older. They have three children, and you know, they're having to hide their identities, and so, but even though that's the case. And they don't, you know, it starts off, they're not able to be like the superheroes that they are. And so there's, they're not quite as happy as they could be, especially Bob. Mm-hmm. But because he just really wants to help people. But there is still such like a solid foundation of a relationship for those two. Yeah, well, in The Incredibles 2, I don't know if you I have you... seen The Incredibles okay. 2, but like I've only seen it one time mm-hmm. and it was it was several months ago. Um, I say several months ago, I because it, I it just now occurred to me. I watched it on Netflix, so this is before Disney Plus yeah. became a thing, like back in November. So it's been almost a year since mm-hmm. I've seen it. But um, and and that I loved that whole story mm-hmm. of because now it's her turn to yeah. go out and be be the superhero, and he's the one who stays home with the kids, and 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 it's very much a like okay like you know we have we have our whole family unit like we have an identity as as a family but you're still you and mm-hmm. so like you like you have to go be you and i will stay here and hold down the fort mm-hmm. and it's 
they're just, oh, just the like how supportive they are of each other mm-hmm. and and their kids, and you know they never, you know it's it's never like like they're never like trying to suppress their children's identity. It's just a like, okay, you can't do this because it's illegal kind of thing. Like yeah. you have to, you know, it's not like, you know, we're, we're upset that you have these, these powers. It's just yeah. a, like, it's just, we can't well, do that. And then they respect their kid's choice at, yeah. the, at the end of the second one. Yeah. When the kids make the choice to become heroes. Yep. Like, I love that seeing I parents respect their kid's choices. Cause that is not always a thing. That is absolutely As not we talked about in a little mermaid. Yes. Not always a thing that happen that parents do in, absolutely. in movies as well as reality. Um, and it's because I was thinking about it and and I know this this is just like an OTP list. This is not like a you know, this is a thing that would normally be reserved for like a full OTP episode. But while I was like typing on my notes, I had like a song pop into my head of like, okay, this kind of explains it better than I'm going to be able to. And um uh, and I, I am withholding the right. I will use this song for another couple at another time. <laughs> I was like, this is just a, like, I am tired and my brain is fried. So I'm going to use these words to explain the thing that I am not able to do in this moment. <laughs> um, but <laughs> there's this song called Got You by Noah Reed. And um, and just kind of the lyrics of it, um, it. I don't know what it just it makes me think of them. Because it's, if I fall behind, don't wait up for me. I'll catch up to you. Darling, I'll be fine. I won't be far behind. And if you're falling down, I'll, I'll remember it's not only up to me. You uh, you don't need someone to protect you, but you got me. And, uh, it's, you know, and uh, but you got me. And I get you. And you get me. And I've got you. And I don't know. It's just that yeah. whole dynamic of them, of they, you know, you don't need someone to protect you. But I'm here. It, it's just, you know, to, to quote Labyrinth, should you need us? <laughs> That's just that that whole dynamic of them because they work. They work well on their own, but they are better as a team. It's like they they are not useless on their own. It's not that they only work as a team. They work better as a team. And it's just something I love a whole lot. Anyway, mm-hmm. who do you got next? Okay, so my next one is the best love story told in 10 minutes. I, I, I wondered. <laughs> uh, it is Carl and Ellie from Up. Mm-hmm. Best love story told in basic, not silence, but but just in... in wordless. Word, yeah, wordless. Thank you. That's what I was trying to think of. I, I, Carl and Ellie, the first 10 minutes of Up. If you haven't seen the first 10 minutes of Up, what's wrong with you? But it's like it's literally the story of a little girl meeting a little boy, and she's an adventurous one, and he's a he's a hide in the house one i i identify with carl but and and she drags him out and they have adventures together as kids and you watch them grow up and get married and then like the moment that you realize she can't have kids like hits hard every mm-hmm. time you see it and then like so, so they're they're you know saving money for their their trip fund and then they're finally have enough and he's buying the tickets and she gets sick. And then you just like the transition yeah. from them sitting in chairs next to each other to him by himself yeah. in that empty chair next to him, man, I'm going to get emotional just talking about it. <laughs> Cause it is, it is a lot. I mean, and the whole story of the movie up is really Carl's story is about dealing with the fact that his wife is gone mm-hmm. and this wife that he has been with since he was a child. Yeah. Like his best friend for life is gone. 
and him figuring out how to move on from that and, and that he can move on from that. And by becoming friends with Russell and, mm-hmm. and up is one of my sister's favorite movies too. She says she's Russell. <laughs> like she's always said that. I mean, um, so, so yeah, like Carl and Ellie just have this in like five to 10 minutes, this relationship and you, it is some grade a storytelling because yes. in that first five to 10 minutes of the movie, you feel for Carl for the rest of the movie. Mm-hmm. Like you, you feel that and you, like it's just so good. Like a chef's kiss, so good because it's just everything about it is could not be more perfect. I'm actually only a so-so fan of the movie in general, but mm-hmm. that first you know five to ten minutes is, I mean, it's intense. Like watching yeah. it, it came out like 2009, and so was it that long? ago? It was that long ago. Yeah, I wrote I wrote down the the release date. Yeah, it was 2009. Oh my god! Yeah, because I I was I had been married for about a year when it came out, and so I watched it with my family, my parents. Um, I was my sister had it, and I was visiting them, and yeah, it's just like watching those moments, like when she's got her adventure book, and mm-hmm. and so then at the end when he gives Russell, like it's just there's just so much in yeah. it that he's so good, but and and Carl's love for Ellie colors the whole movie, mm-hmm. and their love it wouldn't the movie wouldn't work if you didn't have that first ten minutes to buy into their love story. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is one of the best love stories told in that amount of time. Yeah. Ever. Like, like oh, massive applause to whoever came up with it. Cause I don't know that aspect, mm-hmm. but whoever came up with it in that movie like that, you nailed it. Like you full on nailed it. So mm-hmm. but yeah, Carl and Ellie forever. They're pretty great. Um, well, and they're the only, Disney couple that has a full love story that you see yeah. from beginning to end from, you know, to, to losing someone. And like, mm-hmm. that's also something that once again, the Pixar thing, but having that, that debt, that, that this was a journey and life was an their life together was an adventure. But at the, at the end of it, she's like, he still lost her. Like, like mm-hmm. it doesn't go on and on and on. Yeah. And like it's it it introducing that idea to kids that way is so good and smart and it just it, like there's just so much about it that's smart. Pixar has a way of handling like big emotional kind of ideas. Yeah, that that I I sometimes think that like they handle it better than than Disney does. I mean yeah. Disney. Disney has some like very impactful scenes kind of, you know, for those reasons, yeah. but it's, it's always kind of short. And then like we, you know, we move on, Yeah. But, you know, but as we talked about often, Pixar lets it breathe and yeah, you know, in a way. And the fact, like I said, that it colors the rest of the movie, like mm-hmm. that is a movie about moving on from grief. Yes. Mm-hmm. Russell's funny. Yes. The talking dog is funny. Yeah. Like there's a lot of funny stuff in it, mm-hmm. but the fact that it is a movie for kids that is genuinely about grief mm-hmm. and letting go and realizing that life is an adventure. Like that's a lot. Like mm-hmm. it's, it's really cool. I think it's just a really like, it does a lot of things. Like and it's definitely a movie for grownups and grandparents and kids. Yeah. Like it's just like, it, it gets me but anyway. <laughs> I love it. So what was your next one? Sorry. My next one um, is, Jane Porter and Tarzan. Nice. And this, this was one of the movies that I rewatched last night. Man, I our friend Shane and yeah. his kids boys love this movie. So last year I babysat for him two or three times mm-hmm. and we watched this movie every time I was there. 
<laughs> so I've seen I, it in the last year or two. Th- this was one of those movies for I don't I don't know why, but there was this brief point in time where Anne and I desperately wanted to watch this movie and we couldn't find it anywhere. And and so it be like the lack of being able to watch it, we ended up just like quoting everything that we could remember from the movie. <laughs> just because like we like it, we literally like, you, you couldn't find it on DVD, like DVD, and yeah. it, you know at that point the vault was a thing back then. The vault was a thing, and and so so at that, but at that time, you know, because you would think like because our you know our um our our library on campus, yeah, you could go and like you know basically yeah. rent movies and things like that from it, and they had like every other Disney movie known to man. Didn't have Tarzan, <laughs> couldn't find it at Walmart. We went to like Fye and Barnes and Noble in in Springfield, couldn't find it there either, and and it just became this thing of of we were constantly and and she and I will still do it of the just like like one of us will be rambling about something and then just like and Daddy they took my boot. And, <laughs> um, I remember what I always did was are you sure this water stays? Yes, and that's. We, that's the like big we, one. We still, and then just the yelling, it's a piranha. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, we, yeah. We still do it. And so it, it just became an obsession. And, and in fact, my, my first car, cause th- this, this became a thing once, you know, we had like a friend group going everybody, like we had names for our cars yep. and it was so dumb. Um, but I had, a, a 1989 uh, Chevy, or not, like I had like a Grand Am, uh-huh. and um, and it, it, this gray, ugly ass car. And I went, and um, our friend Megan, her roommate Jamie, and I were making a run to Walmart, and we had been listening, like we had been jamming out to Disney songs the whole way there, because you know. It's summer. What would normally be like a ten minute drive into town takes like a half hour because of tourists because of tourist traffic. And so we were just jamming out to Disney tunes. And the last one we were listening to was um Colonel Hottie's March from the Jungle mm-hmm. Book. And I turn off my car and I go to open my door and it squeaked really loudly and sounded like an elephant trumpet. And Jamie just went, oh, it's completing the song. <laughs> and so it was like, it just became the show of like, well, my car is an elephant. And so then it, it, we just, my car became Tantor. And, and so just Tarzan loomed large yep. over, over several friendships in the group. And and so when, you know, when, when I called out to Anne for help and she mentioned, you know, Tarzan James, like, yeah, they're, they're kind of at, you know, they have a pretty solid spot on the list. And so, but because it's been a while since I had watched mm-hmm. it, this was the first one that I decided to, to rewatch last night. And there is just, and also like I, I grew up watching like the Johnny Weissmuller like Tarzan movies and I don't remember much about them um because I was very young but like I did you know so like I grew up watching those so when the Disney movie Tarzan came out I was like oh I have a like I have a foundational basis <laughs> like, <laughs> I understand what this is like I, under- I understand the source material but when 
it just it doesn't to me it doesn't get much funnier than you know when they first meet and Tarzan is like saving Jane from this like battalion of baboons <laughs> and and um but you know they they are both just very and this was the other thing that I very much appreciated rewatching the movie like I forgot how early it sets up like him being a mimic mm-hmm. and and being like curious about things and so to see that grow and then when he and Jane meet and they are both just very bright and very intelligent and they are both intensely curious people and so you know and they're intensely curious about each other but also everything else and um you know and I love seeing you know him teaching her about the jungle and you know her teaching him about everything else and then I had forgotten the moment where because through a lot of this, she, I mean, she's she's a little, like, vivacious at times, but she still tries to uphold those ideas of, like, a proper Victorian yeah. lady. And then just completely throws all of that out the window when she jumps off the rowboat mm-hmm. and runs back to him. Um, just completely forgetting all about propriety. Mm-hmm. And throws herself at him and kisses him. And, and it is just, it's adorable. And rewatching the movie last night there is there um that there's just this tenderness that they have that there is just this this gentleness and patience with one another Mm -hmm. that is very like i just appreciate it a lot um and and that even though you know like he was raised by gorillas and <laughs> she's a proper Victorian London lady that somehow like that there is a common ground and they feel equal in a lot of ways. Yes. And I, I just appreciate that a lot. Yeah. Also completely random fact, but while I was watching the movie, I was looking, through, I was looking through some trivia cause it's been a long ass time <laughs> since I've looked at any of the trivia and you know, some of it I knew other bits I didn't or I had forgotten. And one of the things that I either didn't know or had forgotten was that apparently Woody Allen was supposed to be Tantor, but somebody talked him into doing ants instead. And so that's why Wayne Knight is Tantor. And I texted that fact to Anne and she was like, Oh, I mean, no offense, but I don't know that I would have liked it all that much or I can't remember exactly what she said but it started with well you know no offense but and I went oh no 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 it is Woody Allen please heap on all the offense offense. like all the offense that you want it's like he is a garbage monster of a human being like all the offense is allowed (laughs) so yeah really rewatch it I was like I I had a suddenly had a deeper appreciation for Wayne Knight than I have ever had at any other point in my life (laughs) But anyway, that's that was completely off topic. So, um, who is who is your next couple? Okay, so my next one is the Disney Channel show couple. Ooh. Um, technically, I was probably too old for this show, but as we mentioned on the High School Musical episode, I have a little sister, and we're mm-hmm. almost five years apart. We're four and a half years apart. Yeah. So it means that I end up watching stuff that I'm a little bit too old for. Like she watched The Fairly Odd Parents, and so I'm familiar with that. Um, the Lizzie McGuire show. Yes. <laughs> Lizzie and Gordo 
Lizzie and Gordo for life. And I did like, because I haven't watched the show in a really long time. So I actually did some research. So you could be a little bit proud. No, I'm just, you know, having come over here recently and like pulling stuff up on YouTube yeah. and, and like seeing the thumbnail. I'm like, <laughs> that's okay. That's Lizzie and Gordo. Okay, whatever. <laughs> like I kind of like in the back of my head, I kind of wondered if they were going to be on this list. Well, so I did a little bit of research because Lizzie and Gordo, um, for those of you who don't know, Lizzie McGuire's show is about like a 14, 15 year old girl mm-hmm. who's just starting like seventh or eighth grade. Yeah. It was only two seasons, mm-hmm. but it, and it ran 2001 to 2004, but it was only two seasons. Yeah. Uh, and then, and there was also a movie that took place. Um, the movie is a garbage fire, except for the last five minutes. Yeah. The last five minutes are the most important five minutes yeah. in Lizzie McGuire history. But, um, so the show starts off Lizzie's best friends are Gordo and Miranda mm-hmm. and Miranda's really cool. I love, I love Miranda always did growing up. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love that Miranda dates Ethan at one point. Cause Ethan is like the stud that Lizzie has a crush on. Ethan He's also the himbo. Yes. I was about to say yeah. Ethan is the local himbo. Yeah. Like definition of the himbo. Like, like if we had had that term back then that I knew of, that would have been it's like, yeah. And, you know, Eric Von Detten and basically everything other than The Princess Diaries. Yeah. But he, um, so you have him, you have Ethan, and you have, like, the bullies in the school. Like, mm-hmm. it's very much a, a young teen yes. thing. And 2001, I was, I was 15. Mm-hmm. But, so by the time it was over, I was graduating. So I aged out of it. I think she's younger than that. She may be 13, 14. I was going to say, based on which, be, where she is in school. Because yeah. I vividly remember there being an episode about like her mom like taking her to buy her first bra. Yeah. Or something so like she's that. probably like so 13, she's, 14. Yeah, she's younger. And and like she's finishing, like at seventh and eighth grade, basically, is what it covers, mm-hmm. I think, because they're going into high school the next year. Yeah. So, and once again, I did some research because I wasn't going to rewatch the Lizzie McGuire show. I'm sorry. Oh. I just wasn't going to do it. Lay so, it on me. Number one, Gordo is always there for Lizzie. Like, that is number one, Uno, like, mm-hmm. the most important thing to know. Gordo's got Lizzie's back more than more than Miranda does most of the time. Yeah. Not that Miranda doesn't, but Gordo is always in her corner, except for, like, one or two times. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, like, early on... It's, 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 like, it's, more, it's not that he's never, like, not in her corner. It's just... it there There are times when he has to, like, show her, like, okay, like, you're not in the right on this. Or they're fighting. Yeah. <laughs> Because, like, there's there's an episode where he has a girlfriend. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, there's an episode where he's dating someone and he ditches Miranda and Lizzie for the girlfriend mm-hmm. and stuff like that. But, like, early on in the show, and this should have told us they were OTPs from the moment that this happened, they were paired up on a marriage project. Yep. Like, they, they were paired up as a married couple. And she spends, like, the majority of the episode mad that she didn't get paired with Ethan before she realizes how dependable Gordo is and how yeah. important to her he is. Um. They have a really strong bond, like I said, throughout the whole thing. He's friends with her little brother. Like, he's... Gordo's always in her life. Mm-hmm. Uh, in season two, uh, at first episode of season two, Gordo kind of comes to terms with his feelings mm-hmm. for Lizzie. Um, and Lizzie, there's an episode called Dear Lizzie, where she has an advice column. It's toward the end of season two. Yeah. And basically, he, he writes in as, quote-unquote, confused guy. 
And he writes oh my in, gosh. I watched this you, scene. You, you're like, you're dredging up right? so many things I thought I had forgotten. He writes in as confused guy who's fallen in love. He's like, I think I've fallen with my best friend. How do I tell her without ruining the friendship? Or should I even tell her? Mm-hmm. And Lizzie's like, you just got to, like, her, her response was like, you just got to follow your heart. And so you have this moment where Gordo, like, opens his mouth to tell her. But she's doing some other, like, she's doing some other, like, good, not bad. But mm-hmm. she's helping someone go to class who's bullied. Mm-hmm. So he, he's like. I just want to tell you you're a really great person. Yeah. And like, that's like, that's it. Mm-hmm. And then like toward the end of the series, like he asked her out at like, mm-hmm. like the end of the series, she kisses him on the cheek. Like that's, that's it. That's all you really yeah. get. But like, they're all, like I said, they're always there beside each other. Like he's always there beside Lizzie to, to point her in the right direction. Mm-hmm. He'll be disappointed in her when she does the wrong things. Yeah. Um, but then in Lizzie goes to Rome. I know that's not what it's called, but it's a Lizzie McGuire movie. Mm-hmm. But Lizzie goes to Rome, and like the movie itself, like I said, garbage fire. It's more about Paolo and Isabella than it is about Lizzie. Mm-hmm. Um, but she winds up impersonating a pop, an Italian pop star, and it's a whole mess. Gordo covers for her for like yeah. 90% of the trip. Gordo covers so that she because they're on a school trip in Rome. Mm-hmm. So Gordo helps cover for her so she can go be with Paolo. And because Gordo's. Gordo's a solid dude. He's like, if she doesn't want to be with me, she doesn't want to be with me. Like, I'm not gonna, I don't force it kind of thing. He never pulls any, yeah. And at the end of the the movie, which it's like, I watched the end of the movie just so that I could remember this. Because I remembered it being a little bit more than it is. (laughs) At the end of the movie, like, everything comes out in the open and Paolo's a bad guy and whatever. Mm -hmm. And she and Gordo kind of escape from this, like, paparazzi thing that's going on downstairs and go to the roof of the hotel and just stare out and they talk for like 0.2 seconds and then she just like grabs him and kisses him and then and they grin at each other and then he like nervously is like we should probably go back downstairs and join everybody else and she's like yeah yeah we should and that's their relationship and unfortunately we're never getting the lizzie mcguire reboot because come on we're never gonna get the lizzie mcguire not reboot but sequel yeah that you know filmed two episodes before the showrunner quit disney plus (laughs) problems um but but like gordo and lizzie were had it had the basis to be like yes. Corey and Topanga. They really did. They and had that basis set. There, there is there is a um there's there's a there's a couple or they weren't even really a couple, but there because you there was a show called Flash Forward that very much predates Lizzie McGuire, mm-hmm. and it was a show called Flash Forward. And and it had it was Ben Foster and Jewel State as two best friends like Becca and Tucker, and they they honestly to me like I I loved that show mm-hmm. so much, and it only lasted one season, and and for the most part like they they're just you know they are best friends they have like from the time that they were like infants like they yeah. they have been together they have been best friends and um and kind of towards the end of the season it's just you know people kind of pointing out it was you know the whole thing of like well how long have y'all been together oh no 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 we're <laughs> we're not together and then kind of starting to realize wait <laughs> may maybe you know maybe we should be maybe we should be yeah and it this and it ends with with them finally like coming to terms with things and like and they kiss and that's basically where it ends and then it didn't get picked up for another season and mm-hmm. that 
that was my first experience <laughs> with like the devastation of something I love being canceled. And, and then, you know, when like, when Lizzie McGuire came around, like she and Gordo always felt very much to me kind of like a, like a, a like Tucker and Becca, the sequel. Yeah. I and, um, and so it was just, it was one of those things that I was like, okay, like I, I, I want them to run where Becca and Tucker walked. Like I, I need this to go somewhere. And then it just, did. well, you know, we got our Lizzie and, and Gordo so that we could someday get our Riley and Lucas, <laughs> Lucas. which I know some people prefer Lucas and uh, Maya. Maya. And that's fine. You're allowed to be wrong. <laughs> I have reasons and I could go into them, but I won't. I, I, I did not put them on this list, but I thought about it. Yeah. But I, I will fight with you if you want to fight. <laughs> I, I also see a lot of, of Riley Farkle. Me too. And they're too similar. I think there's just, but like also, and I, I, feel, I love Farkle. I feel horrible because I cannot remember what his girlfriend's name is. Oh yeah. 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 I, they are, they are so, I love them. they are so great together. And when well, she's not neurotypical. Yeah. And so I love that aspect of the two of them. Sorry, this is a way off topic. Yes, thing, it is. But they, Liz and yeah. Gordy walked, Gordy, Gordo walked so that we could someday have, you know, yeah. Riley and Lucas and Maya and, and Farkle. And Farkle. Well, I was saying Maya and Josh. Yeah. And Farkle and, and his girlfriend. And I love everything in that series. I did not put that series on this list because someday I'm going to do a Corinne Topanga thing and, yeah, I, and that, Riley and Lucas will wind up in there because that will yes, happen. Yes, absolutely. I'm, but, I'm the same way. But yeah, like Lizzo and Gordy, Lizzo and Gordy. Liz wow. Liz Lizzie and Gordo. Wow. Then one of those days, kids. Lizzie now and I'm going to have truth hurt stuck in my head. Sorry. Lizzie and Gordo are just that prototypical, like the beginning couple for what the live action shows are on Disney channel yeah. would bring. Cause like, there's also, I'd never watched this, but we used to watch girl meets world. So we would see mm -hmm. Allie and AJ, uh, I think was what it was called. And yeah. there was the one, I think it was Allie and AJ. Yeah. That was the one where they guest starred on. I think that's the one where they guest no, starred. No, I think Allie and AJ was older, was older, whatever. There's like, there, there's like so many now where it is like, well, that's it's... what it's about is, is a couple getting together or whatever. And this particular one is about a couple and I can't remember. Mm -hmm what it is because like the, the, the series finale flash forward like 10 years and like showed them like getting back together after not being friends. Like it's a weird, it's a will and grace type finale. Like <laughs> not the finale of the new series. Cause I never saw that, but the finale of the original series. Yeah. But yeah. So like Lizzie and Gordo just have that like, and, and the thing is they were bringing Gordo back for the sequel series. So like we yeah. could have found out where it went and what happened mm -hmm. and creative differences. The two worst words. Oh, creative differences. So awful. <laughs> but anyway, so that was that's my my third couple, Lizzie <laughs> and Gordo, my childhood, you know, my teen couple. Oh yeah. Oh man, because actually, Corinne Topanga got married in two thousand one. Lizzie and Gordo, or Lizzie premiered in two thousand one. Mm -hmm. That's or maybe they got married in two thousand. Man, it's been a long time. They had like the the online wedding invitations. Like that was the the weird thing but anyway so it's 2001 so like you had corn Panga and then lizzie and gordo and then you know like the the girl meets world stuff happened mm -hmm. not too long later yeah yeah so it's just interesting to like look at the the amalgamation the nature that, yeah that's all gone through but anyway um my next one and this is this is the other movie that i watched last night um milo and kita 
from Atlantis, the Lost Empire. I almost put them on my list. Like, I was well, within it, two seconds of it. It probably would have been better if you had. Because this is the thing. I I watched this movie once when I was a teenager. Uh-huh. Because the movie premiered in... Because I looked it up. It premiered in June of 2001. And for me... I mean, my life was always busy. Mm-hmm. But during during the summers... I had I had cheerleading practice. I was taking multiple gym classes. Yeah. I say gym classes, meaning my cheerleading squad had a class at a local, like we had a cheerleading class with a gym, like at a gymnastic center, mm-hmm. so that we could do like art, like the buildings, and, you yeah. know, the, the stuff like that. Um, but I was also taking classes for um, like my own like tumbling classes. So I was going there multiple times a week. I was also in that because why not? I was also playing softball. <laughs> and so I just, I had a lot going on. So um, pretty much during, during like my, my high school summers until he and I broke up in 2002. Um, if I didn't like, if Tommy and I did not go to the movie to see it, I hardly watched anything unless like, unless it just happened to be on TV. Yeah. Well, I remember he rented Atlantis sometime like later when it, when it came out on video. And I remember like start. Cause like, I vividly remember kind of like the beginning of it, mm-hmm. but then some, I don't know, just like we got distracted. Something was going on. We couldn't really get into it because of whatever else, was happening because like I my my high school ex-boyfriend I I still have a lot of love for him and for his family and so but there his mom can be a tiny little bit of a drama queen sometimes just (laughs) in her reactions to things she she has very big reactions and so something would be going on and you know we'd we'd ignore the movie and like wander off to see what was happening. And so we just didn't like really sit down and watch it. And then I was babysitting my younger cousins and they were about eight and six at the time. And I was flipping through like, okay, Disney channel, there'll be something on here to watch. And it came on and my, one of my cousins who is a very sensitive soul it was terrifying to him. Aww. And so it was like, oh, okay, well, and so after that, I just stopped like trying to like really watch the movie, but it's one. And especially now that Disney plus is available, I've wanted to go in and try mm-hmm. to, um, you know, I've wanted to go and, and like give, finally give it a shot. And yeah. so I watched it last night. I actually watched it before Tarzan. Um, it is, criminally underrated it is and the thing is it shocked the hell out of me that it came out in 2001 mm-hmm. because the animation style is so good the Sorry. animation style is so old school mm-hmm. the animation style reminded me so much of of like the Rankin bass stuff that was mm-hmm. going on in the 70s and 80s because yeah. it, it has a very like Rankin bass hobbit like last unicorn the movie kind is of. very stylized yeah it is very stylized um and i mean i don't know if you know this but michael j fox and Cree summer yes like we're we're big fans of Cree summer just to start with because we watched a different world yes and so loved her i in mean that. like a different and then she's a huge voice actress like yes just 
I honestly like her, like her on a different world, and then having her as um, Susie on Rugrats. Yeah, I was gonna say she like having that, and then also for me, she and because I think she was she was like a teenager when she did it, but she is also one of the characters in like the Care Bear movie. Yeah, that 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 I like watched all the time. Josh um, was watching something and I heard her voice. I'm like, oh, it's Cree Summer playing, playing something. So no, it's Cree Summer. And he goes, who's that? And I was like, oh, honey, she's amazing. That's, like, that's who that is. Yeah. she She's incredible. Yeah. And she has played like some majorly like iconic characters. Yeah. And there are a lot of iconic, vo- like just iconic actors in this movie. Mm-hmm. And I love this movie. I'm, like James Garner. Holy shit. Yes. Oh man, I can't um, like I can't even. The movie yeah. is so good, um, and, and it's so nice that they have. And we've we've talked about this a little bit with uh, Prince and the Frog, but she's the first princess of color that's that's because I know there was there's Pocahontas too, and I don't remember who who voiced Pocahontas. Uh, Pocahontas, it was Irene Bedard. So they actually had like a they okay. had a Native American woman because like, that's one thing with, with yeah. her is that she is voiced by a woman of color. Yes, she is a woman of color, and and Kita is such a strong character she mm-hmm. don't need no man to rescue her for no. darn sure yeah and like michael j fox giving and okay because if you've listened to this podcast for a while i talked about stargate yes um to me milo is freaking michael shanks or is freaking um uh daniel, daniel jackson yeah like at the beginning that 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 is james yes. spader's daniel jackson from yes. the 94 Ab- movie absolutely and so it just it kills me to watch it i laugh so hard and Michael J. Fox does such a great, and and his voice has always been great, and so he getting to him to hearing him do a voice role, yes, I just I love it so much. Sorry, I'm stealing no, your toes. No, but honey, man, you, I've loved. I love this welcome. movie. Um, but it was, it was very, and I I had some stuff going on, so like I wasn't as able to like mm-hmm. give it like the full attention that it mm-hmm. deserved, but like I was completely just enamored by it. And when you think about it, like in terms of the movie. They don't have a ton of time together Mm-mm. because the like a big chunk of the movie is the journey to Atlantis. Yeah, and then they get there and they have like three seconds of screen time together, and then she's out of commission. Yeah, <laughs> for a while. But and and this kind of goes back to that like what I was talking about with Tarzan and Jane of they are both just intensely curious people, mm-hmm. and and so you know he like literally like his entire life's work like his his family legacy is trying to find atlantis and you know and her it's been like okay like there has to be something that we can do and like she is trying to like move her civilization forward and like but to do that is trying to understand its past mm-hmm. but she can't and so having there's it's so complement they are very similar but they are very complementary mm-hmm. and the the I don't know why but it is certain I can't remember at what point it was it might have been I think when um when she's using the crystal and like they're trying to start up that like uh-huh. uh vehicle or whatever yeah I just had like there was something that they were doing and I both just went oh my god you fucking nerds yeah like they they are and I love it yeah. <laughs> Um, also the look, the heart eyes he gives when she floats up in the air. Yes. Like that, that is both like curiosity sated and holy cow, this woman. Yes. Like, and I love it. Yes. And I, I think what it is, like the thing that got me about it was that 
if like it was like when they meet and you know, and they kind of have a little bit of like you know this dancing around one another of like trying to find languages that people you know they will understand mm-hmm. and because you know it's like they're both talking in atlantean and then they you know then there's some italian thrown mm-hmm. in there and then some you know um and then like i say i can't remember there's like some italian and then like they they end up on french and then finally mm-hmm. they get to english and so it's just this this little kind of dance that they're doing but it's like while that is happening it's like there's this spark of of recognition and then and it's like they've they have found a kindred spirit yeah and there's just something so wonderful about that i didn't have it in me to try to watch the sequel yeah mainly just because i i am of the era where there were a lot of like Mm -hmm. disney like directed direct to video Mm -hmm. disney sequels which there's a reason for that the a lot of the direct to DVD Disney like sequels they were a chance for fledgling animators to yeah. get their feet under them so that's why you will see like a marked difference between like Beauty and the Beast and then you know Belle's Enchanted Christmas and yeah. it, it's it's because like I said it's it's that thing of them giving you know new animators a chance to like work on something that matters yeah. And so, um, and so like, I, I like, there's a part of me, I'm like, oh, I, I, I want to see where this goes. Hmm. I remember <laughs> the quality of those. Do I? <laughs> so, um, so I didn't get around to it, but, um, anyway, that I, 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 it was one of those movies that like, I, I watched it and then almost immediately wanted to watch it again. But mm-hmm. I knew I'm like, if I do, this is going to be my entire night and I have other stuff that I have to get <laughs> yeah. done. So um, who's your next couple? Okay, so my next couple, once again, I'm going back to Disney Channel shows. Mm-hmm. Not live action anymore, though. Um, this is another one that I was probably technically too old for, but I have a little sister. Um, and it is voiced by two people I love. One specifically, I love a lot. Um, I'm talking about Kim Possible and Ron Stoppable. Yes! Um, that... <laughs> Anne suggested them to me, and they, they were one of the people. I'm like, I would love to, but I'm pretty sure Michelle has staked her claim. <laughs> well, I mean, my little sister's name is Kim, so I'm just saying. Mm-hmm. But, but that's why we, that's why she got so into it at first, is because she lo- like that theme song, Call Me Beep Me If You Want to Reach Me. Yep. Man, Call Me Beep Me is still like my sister's song in my brain, because mm-hmm. this was like my sister, one of my sister's shows. Yeah. But it had Will Friedle voicing... You know, voicing Ron, Ron Stoppel, and I am I am a Boy Meets World kid, so you give me Eric, I'm there. Yeah. And then Christy Carlson Romano, I watched Even Stevens, so I was in for that. Yeah. I was like, you have Kim and Ron, and and once again, like Lizzie and Gordo, they are best friends yeah. who become more. Mm-hmm. And I love I I I'm in that jam. Like it yeah. is, you you probably know that from hearing stuff we've talked about before, but. But, but friends to lovers is a, just a trope that I am mm-hmm. a big fan of. Same. And especially when you have the time to build it. Because Kim Possible aired, uh, I'll get my phone to load. Kim Possible aired from 2002 to 2007. Wow. Plus it had two movies. Um, the last movie was supposed to be the series finale, but it was so popular they picked it up for an extra season. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the series spans high school. Yeah. Like the series ends with graduation. Mm-hmm. which is crazy when yeah. you think about it. 
So yeah, if you haven't seen Kim Possible, let me quickly explain. Kim Possible is about a teenage spy <laughs> mm-hmm. who is kind of an independent spy because she has no... She's a freelancer, yeah. She's only got... Uh, she doesn't work for an agency. Yeah, all she has is the guy in the computer whose name just left my brain. Um, oh my god. Voiced by Taj Mori. Uh I could have told you until you but, said it. Yeah, yeah, same. But she's got him... And then Ron is her best friend, and they've been best friends since they is were it Wade. Wade, yes. But Ron and she have been best friends since they were in diapers. Ron is not the sharpest tool in the shed. Ron created the Nacho. I mean, how can he go wrong there? <laughs> the Nacho Taco, guys. I mean, on YouTube, actually, Wilfred Allen, Christy Carlson, Romano have made the Nacho together on her on her YouTube show, which amuses the like, crap out of me. I just remember like. From the, like, it was just one of those things that I just remember thinking, like, I'm sure Taco Bell will have this at some point. <laughs> but because it, it was Bueno Nacho, Bueno Nacho was the name yeah. of the the like Taco Bell esque place they always went to. Mm-hmm. Um, local dive. Yeah, and I, I I watched this show a lot because it was also on like same thing with Lizzie McGuire. They were on like the Saturday morning on mm-hmm. ABC. Yeah, but yeah, so Kim Possible, you have like I said, Kim, and then Ron is her best friend, who's kind of an idiot like he he's a bit of an eric matthews like to use he's not as he's not as dumb as eric he's he's as dumb as eric in like the middle seasons because eric gets progressively dumber (laughs) by the end of boy meets world it's a wonder that eric knows how to breathe on his own it's it's fair um but yeah so you have like these two really incredible voice actors doing because will's an incredible voice actor he really is and and so they start off as like best friends and Ron, once again, just like Gordo, is in her corner. He has Kim's back no matter what. Mm-hmm. And then toward the end of season, I wrote it down, I think, the end of season two. Uh, no, I just said they did it. But yeah, so they, toward the, I think it's the end of season two-ish, mm-hmm. they become, like, Ron has feelings for, for Kim. And they wind up getting together. And... The end of junior year, so it'll be third season. So the end of junior mm-hmm. years, they get together. And then the third, the, the last season is them as a couple. Yeah. Like, they actually explore Kim and Ron as a couple and what that looks like. And, and you know, the, their relationship. It I find that really cool that they went there. Because mm-hmm. a lot of shows wouldn't go there. Yeah. Like, it's like, oh, they're, they're together. We're done. Which is actually what was supposed to happen. But, you know, mm-hmm. Disney wants that money. So... <laughs> So so the last season you have Kim and Ron are a couple. Like there's apparently an episode and I didn't watch most of the last season, I have to be honest. I once again, 2007, guys, I was in college. Uh so I was getting ready. Actually Josh was graduating college. Yeah. So yeah, there's I didn't watch a lot of this stuff, but I remember hearing about yeah. it cuz it was such a big deal. I think it's in the movie So the Drama that they get together. I don't remember. Um I've watched the movie, but it's been a minute. So, so yeah, they get together and they're dating for that last season. There's like an episode where she loses her memory and remembers everything except for that they're dating. And it's on their six month half anniversary. Oh man. That just like, I wrote, I, I hurt myself when I rolled my eyes when I read that, but they, they turn boyfriend, girlfriend. And at the end of the show, when they graduate, they are still a couple. Mm-hmm. Like they're, they go off together and presumably get married because that's my belief like they yeah. they presumably stay together forever because how could you not stay together with your crime fighting partner you know yeah because they they fought senior senior at this point they fought <laughs> they fought so many iconic Kim, dr Kim dracken possible, 
Kim Possible had some great villains, man. Well, there's also Senior, Senior, and Junior. Yeah. Uh, which was his son. Senior, senior, but there, yeah. there's uh, Dr. Draken. Yeah. There's Shigo. There's more, and my brain won't find them right now. <laughs> but, like, there's some really fun villains that they have. But, yeah, and so, once again, just Kim and Ron are this impossibly linked duo that mm-hmm. even though sh- she could definitely do her job without Ron, like let's, she, yeah, let's she be could. honest. She could definitely do her job without Ron. Maybe not without Rufus, Ron's pet naked mole rat, <laughs> but she could definitely do her job without Ron, but her job is made better by yes. bringing Ron with her. And Ron has her back. Like there are a couple of times when Ron actually saves the day, of course. Mm-hmm. Yeah, naturally. But, but yeah, I just love that dynamic of he's her doofy friend. And don't you dare try to stop that. Mm hmm. And like, cause she has a chance. Kim's a popular cheerleader. She could probably date anyone in the school. Yeah. And she chooses Ron. Mm-hmm. And that's a big thing. Like the popular girl chooses the doofy best friend. You don't see it often, but man, am I a fan of it. <laughs> and also once again, just to reiterate, Will Friedle. Like I love Will Friedle. He's on my honorable mention when I come to that. Mm-hmm. I just love him. I love him to pieces. I think he's a great guy. Oh, he's on Critical Role sometimes, which is yes. great. Yeah, I, I can't sing his praises highly enough or often enough, so I will I, do it as I, much as I can. I am, yeah. Mr. You, Plays you, with Squirrels. You've got a, you've got a praise chorus going yeah, over here, he's too. Yeah, great. It, 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 like, seriously, Chrissy Carlson does such a good job as Kim, too. Like, it's just, it. I, I love good yeah. voice acting, and that's, like, a huge piece of why I love Kim and Ron. I, like, I kind of liked Chrissy Carlson Romano better as a voice actor than I did, like, the, some of the shows and the the movies that she did that's on fair. the Disney Channel. Um, there's yeah, I, but I like I, God, I always thought she was great. And on on even Stevens, like Shia LaBeouf being the dumbass brother, kind of stole the show a lot. Yeah, which which is as crazy as Shia LaBeouf is and his antics have been. Yeah, his acting, especially young. Yeah, he's an amazing actor. He yeah, he's he's a good actor. Um, but to me, she was always the standout. Yeah. Like, my eye was always drawn to her. Like, I always yeah. wanted to know what Ren was doing. I didn't care about... Lewis was an idiot. Yeah. Yeah, I, I didn't... And, and at that point in my life, I was like, I don't care what the, like, the doof is doing. Well, and that yeah. was the nice thing about Even Stevens, to be way off topic. But mm-hmm. Even Stevens was nice because that's... that Literally, it was Lewis was for my sister and Ren was for me. Yeah. Like, that's the way it works. Yeah. Like Lewis good. was the idiot for the younger kids, and then Ren was the I'm put together. Now, granted, there was also the straight laced, goofy dynamic, the odd yes. couple dynamic going on there too. But mostly, like most of the time, their their storylines were very separate. Even mm-hmm. like they usually like you know family come together at the end. But yeah, but yeah, like they they had the goofy and the and the the serious for the the younger yeah. and the older. So, um, so what's your next one? My last one is, yeah. um, it's the big one. It's the one you had to know was on this list. It is Belle and Beast mm-hmm. or Prince Adam. Um, and I'm not going to go too in depth on it because it's one that everybody knows. Um, and I'm, we will, God knows. I mean, we will probably end up covering a Beauty and the Beast story at some point. Yeah. Um, but the, this was the other this was the other couple that that I've known for because because the movie I think I was like seven or eight when the movie came out so um, I've had more time with it as mm-hmm. as we've mentioned in some of our other Disney episodes that 
um, that um, Bell was kind of felt revolutionary. Yeah. Like to be able to like seeing yourself in a character, um, like a character who loves to read and read the same story and read the same story over and over. Um, and that, and, you know, but also, um, because my, it's, it's weird because yes, I grew up with Disney movies like everybody else did. And I loved Disney movies just like everybody else did. But I also, also had like a foundation in other fairy tales mm-hmm. and because i had and i like i still have them and i still love them and i still like occasionally pick them up and go through them i have like three different anthologies of of fairy tales mm-hmm. and one of them has just this gorgeous telling of beauty and the beast and beauty and the beast is a story that um you know like i will seek out um, like retellings of it because because I love it. Like I love a good I love a good fairy tale retelling anyway. Mm-hmm. But a Beauty and the Beast one, if it can be done right, there is something mm-hmm. wonderful in that. And but what it comes down to is the thing that I have always loved about Belle and Beast is that. She never looks at him and says, hmm, I think there could be something there, but I need to fix all of this first. Yeah. It's she accepts him for who he is, and he is the one who decides to change. Mm -hmm. That he is the one who actively wants to become a better person, and in doing so, because what the curse specifies, earns her love. Mm -hmm. Like, he puts in the work mm-hmm. to be worthy of her. Mm-hmm. And which is another thing, like, cause you, you know, up until this point, like, uh, you know, Eric was a bit of an outlier in the little mermaid, but I mean, you have princes who just kind of stumbled upon their princesses and kissed them. Mm-hmm. And, you know, or like they shared a dance and that was it Seeing And so the, what he goes through and like I said, actively changing. Um, I saw, there was a post that I saw on Tumblr um, that kind of, it, it was one of those, like I saw, it's like, okay, that, that is the thing that I was trying to say is that beast becoming human. It wasn't Belle's reward for sticking around. Yeah. Um, and you know, it wasn't her reward for fixing him. It was his reward for pushing himself and having personal growth and fixing himself. And that is, that is something that I've always appreciated. And that is what, what is, is sometimes lacking in beauty and the beast retellings Mm -hmm. is that. And I think that's because the, you know, some of the other like fairy tale versions of it depending on who is you know who's retelling the story they sometimes lack it it's just you know that they come to love each other but you don't see the effort that goes into it mm-hmm. the disney movie showed us the effort yeah and that was that was something that i very much appreciated and 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 it's just it is something that i will always and then and, and especially like when you get into 
you know, the musical, it, it shows a little bit more. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, it is just one that I, I have an infinite love and respect Mm -hmm. for. And so I, I could spend a long time on it, but I'm not going to. Um, and as I said, we will probably end up covering a version of it someday. So I'm going to, you know, table that for another time. (laughs) So who, who do you have left? My final one, as you probably know, is Uh based on a movie that I personally identify with. No, I mean a little (laughs) bit, but, um, I'm talking about, uh, Eugene Fitzherbert or Flynn and Rapunzel, Mm -hmm. uh, from the movie Tangled. Okay. So first of all, something that you if you're just listening to this, you don't know about me. I have very thick hair. Oh my God, guys. And as a child, it was very long thick yes. hair. So, number I mean, your one, hair is still very long. It's not, I used to have a waist length as a kid, yeah. as a little kid. Um, yeah, I've always had long, thick hair. It's just, it actually runs in my family. It's just a thing. So, a movie called Tangled about a girl with long hair that, that, Number one, never seems to have it really tangled, which is offensive, but that's okay. Um, <laughs> but, but like, I was already like kind of halfway in, but then you color it with Mandy Moore is the voice, and my personal love, Zach Levi, is is Flynn, and I'm already like, okay, I was already halfway in. The movie came out in 2010, mm-hmm. so I was I didn't see it in theaters. I waited waited till it was out, but I think I probably bought it as soon as it came out because I'd already watched the show Chuck. Um, my mm-hmm. family watched that show. I already loved Chuck. Yeah. Mandy Moore. I mean, a walk to remember we've covered how much I love that movie and someday we're going to cover that movie. But like, so, and, and Mandy Moore was in like Princess Diaries and all that kind of stuff. So I knew both of those mm-hmm. actors, which was kind of weird for me going into like this and, and Frozen are probably the two I've gone into knowing the actors mm-hmm. more than anything else. Yeah. And so it was, you had that disconnect, but it quickly goes away because Mandy Moore is a great Disney princess and Rapunzel's story. I know a lot of people are like, well, she marries the first man. She meets out of the tower. Well, yes. But once again, you have that earning her love stuff that you were just talking about. Mm -hmm. Um, Cause like, and I like the movie itself is very simple. Like girl in a tower, boy Mm -hmm. helps her get out of the tower. Yeah. Well, (laughs) <laughs> you're talking about her marry i don't know why that it just triggered this thought in me of talking about like oh she marries the first man that you know the first man that she meets and it just made me think of you know, when i covered Shit's creek and when i covered david and patrick because mm-hmm. like i it's one of those things that, like i sometimes see or like i will randomly think of like patrick patrick ended up marrying like the first queer man that he that he met yeah. after realizing that he himself is gay yeah and i'm like there could have been you know because and it specifically comes up of like his you know his boyfriend the man that he loves telling him you like you know here go out and experience like what it is to date other people so that you realize how good you have it with me and but coming to the conclusion of like i don't need that because i love you yeah. And, and that is, and like that, that's definitely like a thing for like where I come with, with Eugene and Rapunzel of yeah. I, like, yeah, he might be the first man that she met, but at the same time, like she loves him. Yeah. It's, it, it, it's not, it's does, not. Yeah. yeah. He does some shady shit. Like, let's, let's be honest. He does yeah. do some shady stuff at the beginning. Oh yeah. Like he wants her to go back to the tower cause he wants the crown and he just wants to go on his merry way and buy an island. I don't yeah. personally blame him right now. Um, uh huh. Ain't got the right idea. That's that's tan and tan and alone. I'm all on board for that dream. Um, yeah. But 
but yes, yeah, so you have you know Flynn Flynn Rider, mm-hmm. and he meets Rapunzel, and they they begin their journey. But it's also like the thing about that movie is as much as it's about Rapunzel finding herself, it's also about Eugene Fitzherbert figuring mm-hmm. out who he really yes. is. And so that movie is great it's, in and of itself. It's a dual journey of character growth. Which is nice because you don't get that in a lot of other ones. Nope. Like Aladdin. I love it. But Jasmine doesn't really have to grow. No. She's already who she is. Mm-hmm. Belle doesn't really have to grow. No. She's already who she is. And, and so the fact that you have both characters and, and then Tiana and Naveen both grow. Yes, absolutely. And, and this is this, this was the movie right after Princess and the Frog. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so you have like Flynn reclaiming the identity of Eugene in a, in a way mm-hmm. and going because Flynn Ryder was a comic book like or a movie, a book character, not movie, a book character that yeah. he loved as a kid. I mean, it's like someone going around calling themselves Robin Hood. It's, mm-hmm. it's a character you loved, but that doesn't mean that it's anything that's real. Yeah. And in the, so the movie has, has that like him coming to that, those terms and you know, she, she's like the safe, the, the saving scene in that movie, like where, She's going to sacrifice herself if the if mm-hmm. the witch will allow her to heal Eugene. Mother Gothel, yeah. Uh, if, if Mother Gothel will allow her to heal Eugene from his death wounds, from his mor- mortal mm-hmm. wounds, and before she can do it, he's like, "Uh, uh-uh, uh," and grabs the mirror and cuts her hair. Yeah. It get like the first time yeah. I watched it, I was shocked. It, oh man, I was so it surprised. Is, it is unbelievably effective, man. Yeah, and then. You know, the Gothel dies, goes out the window, but she has just enough magic left in her to when she cries, mm-hmm. those tears bring him back, which is yeah. also indicative of the fairy tale, yes. which is real nice, because they usually it, cut that part out. Yeah, because in, yeah, in the original fairy tale, it's like Rapunzel's tears cure his blindness. Yeah, she cries on his eyes and yeah. it cures the blindness. But, but yeah, so just that in itself would be enough for mm-hmm. me to love it. But then I watched the Tangled Ever After show. Now, I'm going to be 100% honest with you. I don't love the animation style. Mm-hmm. It's something that I had to get used to. Um, the first season of the Tangled show is literally about how she wants to get out and see the world. Mm-hmm. And her dad wants to lock her in a tower and keep her safe forever. Yeah. And and Eugene is, and he's always Eugene in the show. Mm-hmm. He's, he's only Flynn every once in a while. And that's when his past comes back to bite him in the butt. And the fact that they bring that in. Yeah. Like the fact that he did some shady things. Uh, but like the, like the first season is is literally about like the first episode he proposes to her and she turns him down in front yeah. of the entire court and and he's like oh, okay um didn't expect that mm-hmm. and so he has to go and talk to her and they they talk to each other guys they communicate yeah. like communication is so great there's him and Cassandra uh which is her lady in waiting winds up being bodyguard mm-hmm. winds up being the villain it's a whole of thing. Course. It's a whole thing. Like, that's a huge spoiler. Sorry if you're going to watch the show. But so the first, like, season is literally about her in Corona. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, trying to, like, convince her father to let her go beyond the bounds of the land. Yeah. And then some, she gets her hair back in the first, first second episode. So she, but it's not, it's not healing anymore. Like, it doesn't heal. So we have the, mm-hmm. you know, that OTP, or not OTP, that overpowered part yeah. is gone. But it can do other things now. But she fights with the hair, all that kind of stuff. And then there's this whole mystery going on. And so by the end of season one, she does. She, Flynn, or Eugene, rather. She, Eugene, Eugene's best friend, uh, and Cassandra leave. Mm-hmm. They leave Corona and they go on a huge, like, D&D quest-like journey. Right. 
like I love the second season so much. The first season's pretty good. Second, like, the, and there's some really great like. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna. This show is really like impressively good to me because there's like a whole thing where she breaks a promise to somebody mm-hmm. and that turns them into a villain. Yeah, and like, it, it's a kid. Like, it, it's yeah. so good. Like the the way that they 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 bring stuff in is so good. But on this D and D like journey, um, talking about like turning like this kid turned into a villain. I was like, I'm just suddenly picturing yeah. Syndrome from The Incredibles. Sort of. Yeah. But then because like his dad dies because she didn't keep his promise. But his dad doesn't actually die. We we fix it in the third season. But which I haven't finished the third season yet. I've got to finish the third season. Yeah. But I haven't done that yet. But I know how it ends because I'm me. But yeah, so they go on this journey, and some of Flynn's stuff comes back to bite him a lot harder, which granted he already has some problems because the captain of the guard in Corona does not like him yeah, at all. But he keeps trying to like be a guard and like he helps run like anti-theft training. Like he teaches them how thieves think. <laughs> He's Frank Abagnale. Yeah, a little bit, <laughs> a little bit. So, so that's great. And then like they go on this journey and like first, one of their first or second places they go um, they wind up in a town that he was engaged to someone in. The crime boss's <laughs> daughter of oh, the town. Fuck. Voiced by Monsterhofsky for Chuck fans. That's nice. Sarah. But um, so so he has this whole thing of he and like I read a fic where someone someone just nailed like I've I've never seen fic this like dark mm-hmm. <laughs> for like Tangled. It's great. But you're like speaking my language. They get he, he, this is a real thing that happens in the story. He gets taken like captive, he and his best friend, and they are going to kill his best friend if he will not marry this woman. Yeah. Meanwhile, he already tried to propose Rapunzel again and it didn't work out again. So just one thing had led to another and it just didn't work out. So he is locked in this dungeon. His best friend is going to, like they've poisoned him and will not give him the cure until he, yeah. till Flynn or till Eugene marries this woman you have two choices death or marriage what will it be two choices your friend's death or marriage which is a much bigger deal eugene would rather die than let anything happen to the the hurt hurt rapunzel in any way Mm -hmm. so rapunzel like saves him rapunzel's and and here's the other thing she never has a second of doubt yeah because it comes out that eugene or not eugene flynn because he's flynn then flynn rider's gonna marry so-and-so it's gonna be da 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 she never has a second to doubt it. Mm-hmm. She immediately goes, okay, something bad is going down. I don't know what's happening. I don't know why, but I know it's bad. Yeah. So she leads a party and goes and rescues him at the wedding. Mm-hmm. I love that. Like a couple that, that has no doubt in how they feel about each other. Yeah. And like I said, he's constantly supportive, which is always a thing for us. Like he's, he's like, you're the princess. Like he calls her Blondie, of course, but, but he adores her and everything mm-hmm. about her. And he, when she once she explains to him why she needs time after the proposal, he's like, "Okay, princess, whatever you need, like, yeah, Rapunzel, whatever you need is what I'm here for. If you want to wait, we can wait. That's fine." Yeah. So then, like, you have like you have that that adventure there, and then as the season goes on, Cassandra is her best friend, is her female best friend, and Cassandra finds out that she's Mother Gothel's daughter. Mm. So she didn't know that. Yeah. <laughs> so she turns evil at the end of the second season. I missed the episode that got me. Like, there's a lot of stuff in it that's really good. The begin first episode of the third season, she's totally turned on him. Like, she's taking the big MacGuffin, and she's going to be powerful, and she's going to like show her mother. Her mom's dead, but she's going to show her mother mm-hmm. 
you know, she's the powerful one. How dare, because her mother abandoned her for Rapunzel. Like that's the, yeah. the way the story works. And so she, she breaks with Rapunzel and Eugene and the whole episode, like they end up going back to Corona. Turns out Corona has been invaded, but Rapunzel is forcing a fake smile and won't talk mm-hmm. about anything. And Eugene pulls her aside a couple of times. And goes, Are you okay, Blondie? Like, talk to me. Like, like, it's yeah. okay. Just like, it's okay to feel something. Just tell me how you feel. And she's like, Eugene, I'm fine. We just have to get stuff done. And like, she tries to take on the bad guys single-handedly because she doesn't want to bring anyone else into danger mm-hmm. ever again. Cause she doesn't yeah. want to, doesn't want to lose another friend or, or Eugene. And the end of, and like, by the end of the episode, her parents' have, her memory has been erased. They don't remember Rapunzel. Like that's how the, the at the end of the episode, they're having to like send them to kind of until they can fix them. They've got them kind of not locked up, but somewhere safe. And he comes to her and she's in her room and she's like, okay, I'm ready to talk. And he just sits down and goes, okay. And just sits there and looks at her. That is wholesome shit, guys. <laughs> like, <laughs> let's teach this to kids. <laughs> like, I am so in love with them yeah. as a couple. And like, he, like I said, like, we're constantly supportive physically and emotionally. Like, mm-hmm. he's always at her back. They fight together. Also, weirdly, you find out in season two, Eugene's a royal from this other country that has I I kind vaguely of vaguely knew that fallen. Yeah. In, the, the country's fallen into disrepair. There's no people in the country anymore, so he's not like. But you meet his dad. Mm. You meet his. He meet his dad, and Ming Na is actually one of his guards. Or not Ming Na, Kelly Hugh. Sorry. Okay. That was a brain fart on my brain. Kelly Hugh mm-hmm. is a guard that was in his father, father's country, and and so like that. It comes out that he's like in the middle of the sword fight, basically. <laughs> that he's this guy's son, and that like kills the fight. But also that means that you know this guy's son didn't die like he thought, and mm. so. Eugene does have a dad. His name is not actually Eugene, but that does not matter. His name is Eugene. Yeah. He will not change his name. But when they come back to Corona, Eugene and Rapunzel rule together because mm-hmm. her parents are, are, you know, not able to rule. So she's essentially the queen and he's the prince consort. Like mm-hmm. that is essentially what's happening in the last season of the show. Now, yes, granted that the, like they do have to fight the big bad and all that stuff has to happen. But, like, the fact that we see... And then there's also the movie where they actually do get married. There's, like, a short film. But the fact that we see all of these things happen and we watch them... When he finally proposes... I haven't actually seen him propose at the end, and I really need to see that. But, like, it just works. Like, them as a couple, he's always understanding that she needs more time, and she always has faith in him. Mm -hmm. And That's true of the movie as well as the show. Like, very few shows carry the characterization of the movie as well as Tangled Ever After. This is very true, yeah. Like, it, the characterization, and the fact that they got all the voice actors to come back. That, that's a big one. Um, also, this is for you. Um, um, oh, man. Paula Tompkins? Yes. <laughs> is in the show a oh, lot. Oh, I'm aware. As, as, the, <laughs> as the little, like, smelly guy from the, yep. the bar. He, he actually tags along on the adventure. They find him in the back where he has eaten all of their food. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> the adventure I, so yeah. funny but but like there's just so many good things in the show i highly recommend the show but it's also such a positive message about relationships and that and how relationships are mm-hmm. supposed to work it's not supposed to be you do everything yourself and this other person is around it it is a support system yep. that you build and that you support each other because she supports him through meeting like like his friend who's also a thief and she, her faith and trust in him never wavers. Mm-hmm. And that is 
super important to me. Except for when they're like spell induced. That happens sometimes. Yeah. But like they're just they love each other and that never goes away. After a battle, you always see like even in the background, you will see them checking on each other. It's an animated show. You don't have to do that. Mm -hmm. You don't have to show us that. But they consistently show that. Mm-hmm. And I know I've rattled on this too long. It was going to be an OTP episode, but I didn't think I would actually have the patience to take the notes. <laughs> wow. it's great. But, like, there are certain episodes that are clearly for little kids. You know what I mean? Yeah. But the, but the actual, like, relationship arc that they are on, it's just perfect. Mm-hmm. To sh- it, it's so important to show kids what a good relationship looks like and not, you know, one that's constantly fighting, constantly wanting one-upping each other you know mm-hmm. or or you running off to do your own thing and like and there's nothing wrong with that either so long as you're doing it for the right reasons mm-hmm. and that is always brought up it's like what's the reasons behind this mm-hmm. i just love it so much like it's just so good but yeah that's my my last couple eugene Fitzherberts and rapunzel like they're they're just gonna rule corona the best what uh what honorable mentions do you have okay, so i, I wrote down one of them is because I don't think it counts. The movie My Date with the President's Daughter, Duncan and Haley are fantastic. Um, and then Anna and Kristoff, especially in the second Frozen movie, which I know you haven't mm-hmm. seen, um, there's a line, and um, Kristen Bell used it a lot when they were taught, when they were promoting promoting the movie. At one point, like, Anna kind of goes off on her own and leaves Kristoff behind, and she's afraid he's going to be mad at her or whatever, and he just says, my love's not that weak. Mm-hmm. Come on. Like, that's mm-hmm. golden. Uh, and then Max Goof and Roxanne. Yes. Because <laughs> I watched a Goofy movie with my sister on Monday. But yeah, like those is, those like, are just yeah. like three like, hey, I like these things too. I, but I really only had one honorable mention. Mm-hmm. And I thought about making like, because I really thought about putting them in instead of Milo and Kida. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I turned on the movie. I turned it on. And I didn't get through the opening credits because I was like, I can't <laughs> right now. Because um, I was going to, I was going to watch both of them because I, I, I was dedicated. And the, but like I said, I started the first movie and I had forgotten how it opens. And I was just like, Mm-mm, sorry guys, you're dropping you down. Um, and it's Bernard and Bianca from the Rescuers. Oh yeah, I love them. <laughs> yeah, I had I had forgotten how the movie opens, and it is so slow. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's yeah, but you've also it's also Bob Newhart and Ava, Ava Gabor, and so and, you yeah. already got the slow with, with Bob Newhart just in. I, yeah, and that's that's the thing is like Bob Newhart makes me love that character mm-hmm. so much. And then, you know, and then, like, but, but by the by the second movie, you know, Rescuers Down Under, which I love that one more than the original. Same. Same. And I think part of it might have to do with John Candy. That's fair. Um, John, okay, John Candy and George C. Scott as the villain, which I I have I loved have, George C. Scott all my life. The version of Home on the Range he sang, yeah. my mom used to sing that all the time. Yes. <laughs> Just to laugh, not yeah. for real, because that's a horrible song. Oh, I know. But. Yeah. It, but oh my gosh. But yeah, and so you know, by by the end of the second one, it's like he's basically like been trying to work up the nerve to propose to her mm-hmm. like the entire movie, and then finally, basically, just like blurts it out at the end, and she's just like, "Well, of course I will." Yeah, I love it. It's they, so good. 
yeah to me like they're just adorable and like i said i started i was going to rewatch the movies last night because they i was just thinking through disney couples i was like they have a spot on my list and then i started to watch the first movie and i was like um sorry guys it's the the first first 10 minutes will put you to sleep right away that's if you're tired yeah oh my god i will say this like the one detriment to it i don't like the music in especially the first one yeah like the it's just it, it's gorgeous but man if you want to put a kid to bed turn that movie on because yes. it'll it'll knock it um, right out a thing that i'm very very surprised by that you have not mentioned robin hood and marion at any point in this episode. that's not my favorite robin hood marion <laughs> okay there is a live action disney robin hood marion that i actually really like yeah. but to be honest the cartoon robin hood marion is very similar to Errol Flynn and Olivia de Havilland. Well, yeah. So, <laughs> I, I do love the cartoon Robin Hood and Marion, but like Robin and Marion will probably like they've already already talked about how much I love Robin and Marion. Yeah. In in our book wreck episodes. Yeah, true. But yeah, I just it, it I didn't say that because for me in my brain, I just recently rewatched Errol Flynn and Olivia de Havilland. And so that's like the one that's in the forefront of my brain. Mm-hmm. That or Men in Tights. Uh, I, I used to really enjoy the um I used to really enjoy the, the Errol Flynn Olivia de Havilland one and then I found out what a horrible human being Errol yeah. Flynn was. If I couldn't watch old movies because of what horrible people were, I, I couldn't watch anything. Any there, old movies. And no, there there are certain times I can set it aside. Yeah. Because like certain things I'm like of the era. For example, the blackface number in Holiday Inn. Oof. I'm like, okay. It is rough, and I will skip past it. It doesn't make the the rest of the movie terrible. Well, it's not like an important part. It's either. not an important yeah. part of the movie. However, with with Errol Flynn, and this is a whole different direction of like just having like just certain things like I have read documentaries, uh-huh. I have watched podcasts, I have listened to. I'm like, hmm, okay, a grown man having sex with a 13 year old, not okay. And like all of these, I'm like, I, there at a certain point, it just becomes too much. And I'm like, I, I can't right now. If he was still alive getting residuals from those movies, I'd probably care a lot more. (laughs) He did. I know. And that's the genuinely that's like Captain Blood's good stuff. That's the only Errol Flynn movie that I like is. Yeah. is Robin Hood. And I watched it as a little kid and I love pretty much every iteration of Robin Hood with the exception of the Kevin Costner and the Russell Crowe. <laughs> Don't like those. I tried them. Not for me. Yeah. But that's just me. It's what I like. But yeah, I understand why you might've thought the yeah. Robin and Marion would have shown up. I can understand that. Uh, yeah. I wanted to go for things like Lizzie and Gordo and Kim and Ron that mm-hmm. I don't necessarily talk about very often, Yeah, but have a place in my heart. <laughs> I, yeah. I, I understand because I almost put Giselle and Robert from Enchanted on there, but I haven't watched Enchanted in such a long time that I couldn't do I've it. I've only seen that movie one time. It is not for everybody. My sister hates it. I really like it. It's. It, I didn't hate it, but for me, really, like my favorite thing about it is is John McLaughlin singing so close. That's that's a, Susan that, Sarandon is a great villain. True. Um, James Marsden once again doesn't get the girl. Well, only he does because he gets a Dina Menzel. He gets so a, does he, he win? He, he doesn't get the girl. He gets a different girl. Yeah, he gets a different girl. He gets a girl. Yeah, the fact that a Dina Menzel doesn't sing in that movie is just crazy. Mm-hmm. 
Like yeah. they cast Adina Menzel and then she doesn't sing. Anyway, that's I, a whole other Well, I mean, they topic. did the same fucking thing to John Groff. <laughs> he, he gets a sing. He, he has he has like a fifteen second song. It's the, he had a deleted song in that movie. To be fair, it didn't. But make, yeah, it didn't make the theatrical. Adina cut. doesn't even have a deleted song. Adina's like <laughs> doesn't utter a song. Doesn't utter a note. So funny. Oh, but anyway, man. we we could spiral off talking about like a dozen different like Disney. D- Disney Disney topics, but we we will we will bring it to an end unless you have something else to add. That's it for me. Okay, I have nothing else either. So that will get it for this episode of Couch Buddies. As always, we thank you so very much for listening, and we'll catch you next time. Bye. If you enjoy this episode of Couch Buddies, why not leave us a rating and review over on iTunes? And while you're at it, don't forget to hit the subscribe button on your podcast app so you never miss an episode. If you'd like to get in touch with us, you can find us by searching on social media. We're Couch Buddies Pod on Twitter, on Tumblr at couchbuddies.tumblr.com, and you can email us at couchbuddiespod at gmail.com.